Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Journal Talk. This is the weekly podcast that features tips, tools, and techniques to inspire your best journal writing. And I just want to start off with a shout out to the Power Training Institute. Uh, The Power Training Institute invited me to be a special guest on one of their webinars last month. And they're a great operation, very professional group of people. They were founded in 2001 as a division of the select staffing companies. And the mission of the Power Training Institute has to do with helping companies by providing management training and resources because they believe that better managers mean lower turnover and fewer legal and HR complaints and lower absenteeism, basically higher productivity and and higher employee morale. And so I believe that to be true. I've, I've seen that to be true in my own experience. And I really appreciate the way the Power Training Institute has a, a lot of resources, including these free lunch and learn style workshops that they invited me to come and present. So I put together a presentation called Words That Mean Business, basically helping people. There were some 220 some people who uh, registered for this webinar across the country and listened to an hour of how journal writing can help you in as a manager, effective management skills. And the one exercise that I focused on had to do with, you know, being authentic in your business communications and getting to the heart of your message, whether you're composing a, an email, a, maybe it's a challenging report you have to put together or a stand-up presentation, an oral presentation, whatever it is, uh, I have a methodology that I use and journal writing is a, is a big part of that to get clear on my message of what it is I'm, I'm sharing. So I shared that. If you're interested, you can certainly watch that. It's stored and saved the recording of the webinar. It's with the Power Training Institute, so you have to uh, go over to their site. I made a link at easyjournaling.com slash words that mean business. That was the name of my presentation. Words that mean business, all one word. Easyjournaling.com slash words that mean business. If you go to that site, it will redirect you to the Power Training Institute. You do need to fill out a brief form. I think it's just your name and email address so they know who's uh, watching their videos. But then you'll, free of charge, you can watch the whole uh, 60 minutes. I'm there and I talk about, I provide some some exercise on how to do that. And I share uh, more about the uh, Power Insight program. So I wanted to give a shout out to Power Training Institute and thank them for having me on and allowing me to uh, to make that recording. My interview today is with Ty Nguyen. And he is somebody that I found online. His name came across to me in two or three different places. His name came up and things that I've been reading. And he's written several articles that caught my attention about personal growth and development. So I sought him out as a guest for this show because it just seemed that we had so much in common. I wanted to hear his story. 
and uh, we did have a delightful time together. We do have a lot in common, as it turns out, and uh, this interview felt to me like really a conversation between two uh, brand new friends, and, and you can hear we're exploring several different topics. It was really hard for me to name this episode because it didn't seem like there was one central theme except the usual stuff, and he's very clear about some some of the things that uh, that we all hear on this show, that our words matter, that our stories matter, and the more we seek to grow, understand ourselves and the world around us, especially if we're trying to make a positive influence on our world, then the more important it is to take care and listen and give attention to constructing the words of our personal journey and, and constructing the words of our story, of our, of our message to other people. So please enjoy this interview. I will have a Ty share a little bit more, and certainly you can hear the resources and, and the things that he's involved right inside the interview, so I won't delay. It is a, it is a good 45-minute interview. Please enjoy this interview with Ty Nguyen. And with me now in the Journal Talk studios... At four o'clock in the morning in Brisbane, Australia, is Ty Nguyen. Hi, Ty. How are you? How are you doing, Nathan? Great to be on. <laughs> Thank you for being awake at this hour. Um, I'm usually pretty good early in the morning, but uh, but you caught me on, on a morning where I think I was stumbling a little bit, but I'm, I'm glad to make it and, uh, and great to chat to you. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm really excited to talk to you. You're, you're one of those... You know, you're one of those interviewees that I can probably spend, you know, hours. We've got so much, just the the kickboxing and the and the chef background, and plus all the other things that related to writing and, and, and journaling. There's so many directions that we we could pro probably take this. But for those in the Journal Talk community who may not know about you or seen your stuff before, and you've been everywhere. I've seen I've seen you pop up on. Huffington Post and Lifehack and all these great places in your in your content on uh, the utopian life is always really gripping. You've got great, you know, you write plus you have other writers there. Great, great stuff. So, but just in case anybody doesn't know who you are, do you want to spend just a moment talking about your business, what you do, and and what do you offer the world? Yeah. Absolutely, and thanks for that short introduction. Nathan. My name is Ty. I guess I was born in Vietnam, grew up in Australia, and so I do confuse a few people. I've been told when they listen to an interview that I've done and, and see my photo, but then hear the accent that comes out, it throws them off. And so yes. we'll, we'll give you a, a heads up now. But raised in Australia, went to, to school, did my undergrad in Texas, and then I guess I came to a place where I I just went through a year of a lot of self-reflection and questioning a lot of what I was doing in life and, and I think came to a point where I realized I was doing a lot out of, um, out of expectation rather than authenticity and the more I engaged and chatted with people, I think there were a lot of people in that same boat where, mm -hmm. where it, it's so easy to function on autopilot and just to go through the motions of of life, and when you think about it, I mean that's that's a tragic thing to do. Yet at the same time, we uh, we find ourselves like that frog in the the boiling pot, where everything just happens to to a point where where you don't even realize it. And, and you know, they say the frog ends up being boiled to death without being 
without even realizing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that uh, it, I wasn't the only one with that story, and, and so I just thought it was a message that needed to be needed to be shared. And so that's the motivation behind why I started the site and, and why I started writing also. And uh, and really, it's more about uh, I tell people it's not about advising, but it's more about evoking. And I just want it to be a place where people are confronted with this idea of utopia. And and yes, I try my best uh, to provide great content. I try my best to provide as much support as possible. But really, at the end of the day, I think my goal is just to get to get you to think about what your utopian life might look like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to give a sample of, you know, some of the articles, how to uncover your passion and purpose in life. Well, that excites me. I mean, my my whole theme is passion, clarity, and purpose. So, I mean, that the very exciting and healthy relationships and inspiration and 12 steps for living an excuse-free life. I mean, you've got a lot of great – you know what it reminds me of? You've probably, And I see on your site you have the Mind Body Green logo. It reminds me of those, you know, those great kernels of wisdom and practical advice that we kind of already know down deep somewhere, but bringing it up and reflecting on it and taking a moment to really put it into words is so helpful. Yeah, yeah, and that that practical element as well is is huge. I, I always try and explain it in a in a way that that my writing is kind of a crossroad between psychology, philosophy, and you know sometimes some spirituality, but ultimately made practical. I think that's such an important element. Is is you know if if I can't give the reader something that they can go away and do today then I feel like I failed in my writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> I get that. And you cross sort of writing genres as well, because there's another site, the Circus Bazaar, which I had never heard of until you sent me the link, that has all kinds of very political, very uh, current events, stuff that I normally shy away from because – I don't know, part of my personality, I guess, I just, when, I, when I'm reading or listening on the news to something extremely political, it's usually infused with so much agenda and, um, you know, people trying to convince me of, you know, all the horrible atrocities and terrible things going on and, and, it, and there's no call to action and there's no reflection in it and it's just, it just weighs me down and makes me feel sad. And disbelieving, I end up feeling some, I I think the point of it, a lot of those, especially television, is to just disbelieve. You don't want to believe things anymore. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really uh, sad is the only word I can think of it. But, uh, and when I came to that site, Circus Bazaar, and started reading some of your articles, I felt that reaction come up like, uh oh, this is political. Uh, But then I started reading through and you handle it very factually and i didn't sense any kind of infusion of secret agenda or you know pushing me to hate somebody or pushing me to you know want to kill the enemy mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a very factual take and tell us about that and and why you do this yeah i appreciate that nathan and and you know just i had a bit of a smile as you were sharing because that was it's been a huge struggle for me to engage in anything like that. And I think like yourself, it, there weren't areas 
of interest at all and, and if anything, I was quite averse to them and would steer away from them as much as possible. But I think it, it fits in with almost every element of my philosophy and approach to life where I've always challenged myself to maybe uh, confront some of the uncomfortable areas and it's, you know, it's not easy to do. And even with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm completing my master's in psychotherapy and so I'm big in cognitive reappraisal techniques. So underlying all of that approach was just how can I approach these negatives in life in, um, in a different way, you know, a lot of, I guess, self-help gurus and personal development gurus will will just say, you know, like, just filter out all the bad and just just focus on the positive, which which I absolutely agree with. Um, but I think, you know, we we can get to the point where we bubble wrap ourselves so much that we're disconnected from the world we live in, mm-hmm. and and we can force ourselves into seeing things through, I guess, just rose-colored glasses and, and seeing everything as, as rainbows and butterflies. And and again, I'm not bashing any of the positivity movement at all. But for myself, and, and I emphasize this, uh, for me, I found that the more I confronted some of the negative issues in life, it really challenged me in many ways, to become more grateful of, of where I was at. Mm, mm-hmm. But how can I shed light on these issues that doesn't show any sort of a bias or a bend without the facts behind it? And I, I appreciate you mentioning that you noticed that because that is my motivation to present the story in a way where I'm really not not trying to feed my own personal opinion but just to bring the issue up to a person where mm-hmm. they have enough information to to make sort of an informed, not even to make a position, just to be exposed to it. Exactly, you know, exactly. What's going on, yeah. I mean, I it's, it's at the point where, you know, I don't keep track of anything like ISIS-related or what's going on, the latest, you know, threats. and everything. I hear enough of that stuff on the street, and it's always – chewed on second or third hand and it's a bad way i admit it's a bad way to get the facts it's a bad way and i've always kind of maintained a very hmm that's interesting why do you say that kind of stand you know (laughs) i don't i kind of keep my own opinion out of it and and i just say i don't have enough information to form an opinion but it's very obvious from your articles. I mean, it's 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 the first thing I it's the first thing I noticed was that it didn't it wasn't trying to get me to believe anything. It was just stating what's happening in a very factual way. So kudos, and I, I have to say that's this is the kind of place I would love to get my news from because I know that I'm not trying to be n- nobody's trying to twist my mind, <laughs> mm-hmm. my belief system. Yeah. Um, so so kudos to you. Ty, tell us tell us about the kickboxing. Sure, yeah, that that usually throws a uh, throws a lot of people off in light of, I guess, uh, a and, lot and of and the and the chef and all. I mean, you've got such a smorgasbord of passions, I suppose. Yeah, and it's quite funny because a lot of them were actually birthed out of uh, quite a fair bit of, I guess, frustration in in life. I, I began, I. I guess a little bit of an existential crisis very early on where, and again, I think this is a struggle that we all go through, trying to find meaning, identity, and purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And 
as a child, I just I associated that with with careers and and I really tied in my self worth and value with what I was able to create and what I was able to to produce. And so I found value in how hard I could work and in how much I can achieve. And again, those aren't bad things at all, but it really was detrimental in in some ways. I mean, it's great to have this litany of experiences to share with people in life that I went from a, you know, a five-star chef to a a kickboxer and a a writer. But but underlying it was was a great deal of frustration in terms of, of what do I, you know, what should I be doing with my life? Like how do I feel valued? And, and I'll, I'll just say, you know, that I think the biggest lesson out of all of that was coming to a point where I really was able to embrace just self-value in, in being who you are. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I was so driven towards these destinations of I've got to be this top chef. And I pushed myself to the point of, you know, I won an Apprentice of the Year award. Mm, wow. Australia. And even with the fighting, I competed internationally against the Canadian champion and competed at the World Championships. Wow. But wow. I, will, we, will we see you in a, in a past episode somewhere of uh, what's the, the show Chopped on the Food Network? <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch any of those? No, they've, they've got similar versions in Australia, and, and uh-huh. my friends have always said, "Hey, you need to, you need to pretend you don't know anything about cooking and get on one of these shows <laughs> and uh, and just blitz the judges." But yeah, yeah, that's funny. Maybe, maybe in a few years, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, even with all of those careers so driven toward a destination that I really. I missed out on a lot of the experience of actually enjoying these experiences because I was so, so driven. I think you, you know, you probably have some listeners that is just so focused on, on these goals. And anyone who's who's got an ambitious personality, I think we fall into this. And and just being able to step back and and, and try and focus again, as cliche as it sounds, on being present in the moment and enjoying the experience that you're going through rather mm-hmm, than just mm-hmm. focusing on that destination. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a tough one, especially I know in my family, in my generation, maybe, you know, wanting to get a good job, wanting to settle a career, wanting to, you know, figure out what I'm going to do so I will be safe. You know, it was about safety, security, knowing that I'm going to be comfortable and not out on. It was it was almost like the two alternatives is, are, were to, you know, you could go on this path to become successful at something or you're going to be on the street wondering what you're going to do. <laughs> like, like, it, like nobody ever offered like there's a lot of space in between to like, you know, <laughs> so many other options. You don't have to pick out exactly what you're going to do from, you know, from high school. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So tell us how journal writing fits into all of this for you. How, how do you use journal writing and what have you uncovered for yourself in this process through your journal? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think journal writing has been a major savior in, in my life in terms of just Processing the world that we live in, I know that that can sound grandiose and a little bit philosophical, but really I think at the end of the day or at the start of the day when you're able to lay out your thoughts, 
by far the the benefit of self-reflection and self-awareness that you get from that would be would be the greatest thing and to begin with I mean I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to articulate that I wasn't able to notice that in the journaling I, I think I just enjoyed the process of writing for for whatever reason I think a lot of us just have this this mm-hmm. joy in writing but in terms of the benefits I, I think any time that you you sit down to lay down lay out your thoughts you have to engage in the present moment, even if you're writing about future events or past events, mm-hmm. your your mind is focused on this present moment of of self reflection and self awareness. I think that's one huge thing. Processing your your thoughts, I think, so much kind of we we fall off the cliff in terms of our behaviors and and goals because we don't have this process of of just being in control of that inner dialogue and I think as you journal you're really putting yourself in that driver's seat of, of okay this is what's going through my head uh, and a lot of people just again with the psychotherapy that I'm doing mm-hmm. one of the major problems behaviorally is that everything is visceral in their behavior meaning that yep. you you encounter something you have an experience and there's no awareness of the thinking pattern that's driving that behavior behind you. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. more you journal, you're getting ahead of that inner dialogue and you're able to have that moment of, of pausing, of breaking what would generally be a visceral reaction. I think that's huge for people. You just said that is so huge, what you just said. Can I un- take a moment to kind of unpackage that for a moment? You know, what you just highlighted for me was you know so many of us are caught we're like we're like a machine we wake up in the morning and we've got to do we've got to you know use the restroom get the coffee take a shower get to work you know we're in this routine and our and our machinery is just we know that we've got things to do and journal writing is the back door of the machine that helps us to to turn around and look at the machine that's operating, the thought machine, the, the process of it all, and to say, hey, why am I doing this? And what am I thinking about while I'm doing this? And what's really important to me? And um, so many of us, especially the folks who say, I don't have time to journal write, that's the machine talking, right? That's <laughs> I don't have time to sit down and write because I've got things to do. I've got the machine has to run. Um, and wow, to just stop and, and consider that journal writing is the chance to look at the, at the operation of the machine. That's, that's big. Yeah, that's, that's great imagery and and metaphor. I think you're absolutely right to look at the the machine machinery. And and like you said, you know, people that say that they don't, uh, they don't have time. I mean, it's just like saying that you don't have time to fix your car while you're driving it around and it's busted up and. (laughs) And you, you're killing the engine. You're damaging it because you're saying you don't you don't have time. So yeah, yeah, that's so so true. How, how did you first get started journal writing? <laughs> it's it's kind of funny when I was uh, when I was in primary school, which I think you call elementary school in the U.S. I stumbled across a book called the The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, aged thirteen and three quarters, and so. Reading through that, that sparked off uh, and motivated me to go out and get a journal. I still have it. It's got this green and yellow cover. And 
And inside the front cover, I've got the secret diary of Ty, aged 11 and three quarters. The secret diary of Ty. (laughs) What'd you say, aged 11 and three quarters? Yeah, that's right. Very cute. I've been been quite consistent with with keeping a journal. And and if you've got some younger listeners out there, then I I would definitely, I think it's been one of the foundational... um, just steering points in, in my life is to have uh, this element of writing just really to continue to, to fall back on it. It's funny that it's kind of come to the forefront now of my life. And as I thought through some of my skills, I, I'd never even thought of writing as a skill when people would, would ask me because I've been doing it for, it just mm, seems mm-hmm. natural. So, yeah. Like breathing is not a skill. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. exactly what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> How, how could writing be a skill? What does an 11 and three quarter aged kid or preteen, I guess, I, I have nephews and nieces that are, in fact, it's funny, that are about 11 and three quarters. They're, some of them are 11, 10, about to turn 12, the oldest one turning 12. What does a, a person that age write about? Yeah, there's quite a few. How, how do they look at the the machine? Yeah, in in very uh, in very fickle and yet beautiful ways. <laughs> the the, uh, the childlike uh, ignorance that I miss every now and then. But uh, I would just I think the last time I went back and read it was just about who I played with at school mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Anytime there was a a pretty girl that I saw, I would write that down. (laughs) So uh, very, very simple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I try to encourage my uh, nephews and nieces to to pick up the pen, and a couple of them do. And I've got their moms and dads uh, trying as well. Uh, my brothers and sisters and and but it comes back to this thing i what are they what do they write about you know and i i just just pick one thing of the day their favorite thing that happened that day they'll be so happy to look i tell them uh be be happy you're going to look back at this like what was the what's going on when you're 11 years old you know yeah yeah Yeah, no that's great just thinking of, of one thing and writing about that yeah yeah very good Let's take a quick break, and then I want to ask you, what do you get out of journal writing? What's your experience of it uh, for yourself, especially considering that you write all these other things, and how does it relate? And speaking of uh, not leaving unless you give uh, somebody an activity, we'll ask you before an activity. Sound good? Sure. All right. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Journal Talk podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Okay, we're back with Ty Nguyen. And the only reason I know how to pronounce that name, did I tell you this in the pre-call, Ty? Uh, no, no, you didn't. The first girl I ever kissed was Darlene Nguyen from Vietnam. Uh, and yeah. I, and uh, 
First girl I ever kissed. She became my high school sweetheart, prom date, everything. We had we had uh, we had some good times, but I was so shy about the whole thing. And uh, boy, you know, I'm I wrote you know journal entries and journal entries and journal entries, not only about her, but my you know my relationship and what does this mean about me and. Oh, it just went, it just went on and on. So uh, I got really good at pronouncing Nguyen. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to say thank you to Darlene for uh, <laughs> contribution. That's funny. That's funny. Tell us, how has journal writing infused uh, and informed your writing and what, what are the main benefits you get from it? I'd have to say clarity of, of thought would be a huge, a huge part of it. I think with constantly trying to come up with ideas and, and constantly trying to think through and rethink and, and rephrase and reframe different things that I'm working on just to kind of see it out there in in print in a sense um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before I start to really dig in on it uh, has been a, a, a huge, a huge part of it. And, and just even in terms of thinking through what's important to you, I, I find that as you look back through your journal and if you find something that you constantly keep writing about, because sometimes journal writing isn't, isn't totally, I mean, conscious in the sense that you, you're really intent and, and intentional in everything that you say. I mean, a lot of it is emotionally driven and, and that's a good thing, I think. And, and so when you look back and, notice, gosh, I've been talking about this for the last few months. I think it's reminded me what's important to me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I think that's been a, a huge part of, of keeping a journal is that you can look back through and, and not only can you re-celebrate some of the great experiences that you've gone through, but you can, you can sort of find a, a great deal of clarity and direction for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. potential futures in and thinking through, okay, look, I didn't even realize I've been talking about this as much. This could be something that I really need to explore. So, yeah, obviously, I really care about this a lot more than I'm admitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. I, and I would imagine you get a lot of your um, article titles and things through. You've got great, you know, titles and phrases. You know, three steps to you know, getting naked emotionally, you know, mastering your emotions. And there's all kinds of really great, catchy things that have, like we said, the, you know, good content, actionable uh, things to do and consider. Really well done. I would imagine a lot of that crops up in your in your journal writing. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And I think your, your listeners would find that helpful also is, is just to think through, um, I guess being in some ways less careless with your with your thinking as you journal because you'll find that that inadvertently leads to being be more clear on on direction and again some of the things that are important to you and I think it's uh, Julia Cameron that has that really popular morning pages exercise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stream of consciousness writing and, and so wherever you fall on that spectrum of just pure stream of consciousness or, or a little less of a filter, I, I think uh, you'll find it helpful either way that uh, that you'll come clearer in your thinking and just clearer in some of the things you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
I mean, there's all kinds of things, letter writing and, you know, writing from somebody else's point of view. And I mean, there's so many things to, to try, but certainly stream of consciousness, just dumping, you know, just getting, yeah. I heard one uh, management expert talk about it as delinting the brain. Mm. <laughs> just getting all the just getting all the lint off of your brain and and so that you can spend more brain power doing what you do best and you know being able to function make decisions and you know get on with life uh, like let go of all those fluttery thoughts and at least see what they are because they are affecting us mm, absolutely yeah ty could you give us an activity maybe your three steps of success your, sure. Your or, or your wise. I love the the wise. I want to hear about this. Yeah, I'll, I'll compact that, and I can talk about a few things, and that'll be part of of what I share with your listeners as well in uh, in an infographic. But but I'm I'm huge on this questions based approach. I mean, when I have people come and I stop by the site and send emails and and ask for help, again, like I do so little advising, and I do more evoking, really just asking these questions to lead them to a, a point. And I think three major questions that we go through um, are, what do I do with my life? Why does it even matter? And how do I get there? Mm. And again, that influences a lot of, of what I write about also. But in terms of, of what do I do with my life, I simply ask, you know, what are you passionate about? And what what sets you apart? What makes you really unique? And again, that issue of conformity in life and an expectation is so, so easy to fall into that most people don't even realize it. And, and a lot of people haven't even thought through what they're unique at. But when you combine them to something that really, really excites you that you would just do on your perfect day, if you had to think through your perfect day, that'd be one great exercise just to write out your perfect day and do it independent of any financial restraints, any sort of monetary issues i find that to be a huge thing that holds a lot of people back and and, and fairly you know it, to be practical we you know we need money to live also but put that aside <laughs> and just write out your perfect day and really uncover what you're passionate about in that figure out what you're really unique at and you might have to ask your friends to to talk about some of your your quirks and then when you combine them too that kind of gives a little clearer picture of what do i do with my life and from there, it's just getting that, whatever that combination is, getting it to a point where you can provide value uh, for people because when you provide value for people, it's going to be reciprocated and, and you can begin to build a, a lifestyle and build a living around that. I believe that. And we, yeah, and when we move to why does it even matter, that's that's a huge component. I mean, you can you can do something for money, but that's only going to last uh, for so long and, and and you need much more deeper reasons. And so I get them to think through two components, uh, an internal motivation and an external motivation. So the internal is why does this, why does this matter to you? So independent again of what your family thinks, of what um, your your close friends think, of, of what anyone in your inner circle thinks. If you detach yourself from anyone's um, potential people-pleasing effects. Why does what you're engaging in matter to you? And and you should you should have a reason of of why you're doing that for you know whether it's related to some sort of a, a personal 
uh, growth issue, whether it's related to your religious beliefs, your spiritual beliefs. There's something that matters simply to you, uh, detached from anyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, externally, how does what you're doing affect other people? Because again, we can do things solely for ourselves, but it seems like we can reach a point quite quickly where we're just, I guess, our, our level of narcissism uh, cuts us off in, in a good way mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that we reach personal goals actually quite quite faster than we, we expect. And then it's, it's that point where, okay, I, I need more. And that's where the external component comes in. You know, you've, well, we're communal social creatures and, and, we, yes. and we give and, and take love. And so this community aspect of how does what you're doing affect the people around you? So whether it's your family, whether it's your community, your friends, your spouse, you need to have an external motivation for, for why you're doing what you're doing. Why does it even matter? Mm-hmm, and when you mm-hmm. find that you see the value of what you're doing beyond yourself, not only within yourself but also beyond yourself that it becomes much more of a, a sustaining project that you're working on and that's really important as well. That's wonderful. That, that You gave us a lot there. Those are a lot of great journal prompts and circling around the the thought of, you know, why am I do? Why does this matter? And you mentioned something, you know, that everyone should have a reason what what if what would you say to somebody who doesn't or doesn't know they say i don't know why this is important or why it matters i just know i like it and i wish i i wish more people cared or what would you say to people who come up dry yeah and i think a vague answer like that still works and and you don't have to have a clear-cut one to start off with and i think a lot of times as you engage in the doing part of something the, the why actually comes becomes more meaningful. So I'm not saying you have to you have to check all of these boxes to move ahead because I think progress <laughs> and taking action and movement is a very powerful way to even get more answers. But to have enough of these bases kind of checked, enough for you to start taking action because I find that another crippling aspect of of anyone that's pursuing any dream is is the fear of taking action and i find that fear of taking action is undermined with the more whys that you have so it's not you've got to have all of this covered right, um, right. but it's but it's okay now i have enough whys to take that first step forward and as you take it forward it begins that process of, of iteration and, and refinement where it's like okay now I've, I've just had another aha moment where i know okay this is my internal motivation for yes. now I, yeah. I love the way you say you know it happens sometimes in the doing so back you know going back to our example of watching the machinery you know when we're sitting up in that observation deck looking at the machinery if the machinery is not moving if it's not doing anything, it's really hard to find out, you know, it's really hard to learn about it. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you have to climb down from the observation deck and put things into action and do it in order to to see it in motion and see it moving. I uh, I fully agree. Sometimes you don't have anything right now and just watch it, watch it a little bit, <laughs> a little bit longer, watch it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Ty, tell us how we can, I'm sure there are people who are going to want to check out your site and, you know, learn more about you, follow you on Facebook. Where, where's the best place to get 
to meet you and and uh, know you a little better? How can people connect? Definitely, and please reach out. I know sometimes it can be a little um, a little intimidating for for people, but uh, yeah, don't hold back at all. Shoot me an email at uh, you can you can jump on the utopianlife.com and, and find Facebook on there and Twitter, and then. Uh, contact details it's on there. a pretty so easy was- site to navigate it's really well laid out I, I found those things right away so i'll put the link up for your site for sure and any other way that you'd want people to uh you're on twitter that's how we met actually was uh you had a, a post on twitter that had to do with journal writing 10 surprising benefits that you get from journal writing <laughs> i yeah. loved it i loved that uh, thank you nathan yeah that, that'd be the best place to definitely jump on there okay and do you have anything special for Journal Talk listeners just for being in the community? Yeah, I am working on putting everything that, that I talked about briefly with that uh, with the three major areas that we, we struggle with, and I'm turning that into an infographic. Uh, and it was especially for this uh, teaching workshop that I was putting together for an online class, but I will make that available to, to the listeners if you just once you jump on the website and uh, if you just sign up for the the email sign up, but make sure you put JT at the end so I know uh, to send that out to you as well. So when you put in your name, just put uh, JT afterwards, and then I can just hit Control Find and and pull out all find of those all things. the JT people. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Thank you for putting that together. I I love it. No problem. All right, great. Is there anything else that you would like the Journal Talk community to consider before saying goodbye? Keep keep journaling. I, I love what you're doing, and I love that uh, it's encouraging so many people to really, to really become more more self aware and uh, and intentional about their their lives through journal writing. And, and I think also just just to have as funny as that sounds to have that intention about being intentional when you when you do write and so as much as we've talked about I think the stream of consciousness and and having less of a filter I think balancing both as well that that could be a good exercise where some days you're more stream of consciousness but then other days you're more very clear with uh, this is this is what I'd love to see myself at this is what I'd I'd love to see myself doing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah very good. Wise words. Ty, thank you so much for sharing your time here with us, and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch. I love your stuff, and I've added myself to your list, and, and I will, uh, I'll reach back to you in a little bit and check in how things are going. Please keep, do. Yeah, keep like all the fun it. travel. I love hearing about all these places that you're going. You're, you're, you're all, and you were in San Diego not too long ago, if I remember yeah, 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 it's very fine. close. So we we should have coffee next time you're in in the California area. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, that sounds like a great plan. And, and thank you again for the work you do and just for the, the chat we've been able to have. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thank you. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Right for Life a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Journal Talk.